Today on Truths That Transform. Ultimately, when you forget God, when you turn away from God, things happen. And the things that happen are never good. Indeed, it is a lawless age in which we live. Welcome to Truths That Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Rob Pacienza, Senior Pastor of Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, founded by Dr. D. James Kennedy. America is very divided politically, and many say that Christians ought to stay out of political issues. But most of our biggest political problems come from our failure to apply God's unchanging truth to issues of law and policy. All this month on Truths That Transform, we'll be looking at growing lawlessness in America, who or what is driving it, and what are the solutions. As we have cast aside God's rule over us, we have increasingly adopted relativistic standards and humanistic philosophies that have led to rioting, looting, a growing murder rate, and an increasing fear for our personal and political security. On today's program, we'll look at the biblical roots of law and order and see how cutting off those roots lead us into danger. We begin with an overview of our cultures fleeing from the rule of law in everything from ignoring our nation's borders to abolishing the police. There has been a troubling pattern of lawlessness sweeping across America. Crime has spiked across the board with murder rates at the highest in decades. Looting and rioting have seemingly become commonplace. All the while, prosecutors are picking and choosing which laws to enforce and releasing dangerous criminals back onto the streets. Truth has fallen in the streets. Men are no longer lovers of truth. When you have that rejection of truth, we shouldn't be surprised when lawlessness ascending accompanies that rejection of truth. Because the scripture tells us when truth has fallen in the streets, the next thing that happens is that justice has turned our way backwards and uprightness cannot enter. We as people have a dual nature. On the one hand, people can do wonderful things. On the other hand, the same person who does wonderful things can also do evil things. And that's why we need the law, and that's why we need the government. And uh, Solzhenitsyn was absolutely right when he said, the line between good and evil does not run between countries, it does not run between races, but it runs right through every human heart. A report by the Council on Criminal Justice found that in 2021, homicides increased by 44% over 2019. With some cities, such as Austin, Texas, seeing murder rates skyrocket by 86%. Human beings have an incredible capacity for evil. And the role of the state is to keep order, to punish crime, and to keep its citizens safe. That's the role of the state. 
Our nation was founded on one principle called the rule of law. And that is that all of us have to have some order. Criminal justice is yet another area where progressives have really uh, uh, taken the train off the track. Their attitude seems to be uh, far more friendly to criminals than it uh, is to the victims of criminals. And a big consequence of that is we get more of both, more criminals and more victims. Uh, that should not be the point of criminal justice. It ought to be to produce fewer criminals and fewer victims. The so-called progressive view has two fatal flaws. First, it has a false view of human nature, seeing human beings as basically good. In reality, humans are fallen in sin, and so there must be restraints on the sin nature. And second, it has a false view of government. Government is not here to parent us. Instead, Romans 13 tells us that government is to wield force, to punish wrong, and maintain order. When we have a society that completely rejects the authority of Jesus Christ, the authority of Scripture, the knowledge of God, lawlessness is an inevitable consequence that flows from that. And I think we're witnessing the truth of Scripture play out before us, before our very eyes in this day. Ultimately, when you forget God, when you turn away from God, things happen. And the things that happen are never good. And what we're seeing now is the result of a number of decades of turning away from God, but we haven't really seen the fruit until now. And, and what can only be described as madness. One of the contributing factors to the total lawlessness ravaging America is the crisis at the southern border. What I don't like about the immigration situation is the use by at least one of the two major political parties uh, to um, uh, use it to gain votes with other people's money. The attraction of coming to America should be that once you're here, you're free and you're a participant in our system and you create wealth in the process. The attraction should not be come here because big daddy government will give you things and uh, everything from bus tickets to dump you somewhere in the country to your health care to the schooling for your kids. I don't think you can have a welfare state and open borders at the same time. They're not obeying the law and they're coming in and we don't even know who they are. 600,000 getaways in the, last, uh, in the last year. That means those are people we don't know who they are or where they went into our country. We've got to get back to the place where we say nations matter, borders matter, value systems matter, our rule of law matters, the system matters. If we want to live in freedom, if we want liberty, we've got to remember the inputs that produce that liberty. Many note that the rapid spike in crime is correlated to the defund the police movement, which began in 2020. The police are an essential part of maintaining some civility and order in our culture. To defund them is to advance chaos, is to weaken our, our way of life, and to weaken our society because we have no rule of law. There's many levels of, of issues when it comes to um, what's going on with policing in this country. Obviously, the starting with the Obama administration, I mean, Barack Obama uh, did a lot of things to divide this country. I, I think he will go down as one of the most divisive presidents in our history. And one of them was to, to start um, setting, a, uh, setting many Americans against the police. 
uh, and, and raising the specter that there was systemic racism among police in America. Uh, there's no evidence of that. I mean, are there racists who were police? Absolutely. Did they do bad, some bad, do bad things? Of course. They did terrible things and they should be prosecuted. But the idea that there was systemic racism going on in the police departments across America, which Barack Obama pushed forward, um, it was, it's just not proven by the facts. When you stop to think of it, the police are the last line of resistance between a civil society and a society that is totally in chaos. So the idea of defunding the police to lessen the presence of police is disastrous, and of course it increases crime. But even more than that, you have instances in which people should be placed in jail where they should be incarcerated, and they are let go. And uh, if I might put it more clearly than perhaps I should, what happens is, in our society, in some places, the police become the villains and the looters become the folk heroes. You're talking about defunding the police. Like, everyone knows that's crazy talk, but suddenly you're told, no, 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 there's a new reality. You're seeing more and more crime not being pursued or, or an investigator, people being arrested because of DAs and because of the, you know, uh, uh, the, the pressure being put on police uh, with prosecutions and things like that. So, I mean, there are consequences to all this, and the consequence is people are left safe. And, uh, and, and people who are guilty are, are taking control of our streets. That is a, one of the biggest impositions on freedom that I can think about. If you're afraid to go out of your house, you can say you're free, but if you can't leave your home, you're not very free. A driving force behind this lawlessness is the billionaire radical George Soros, who has quietly been financing a revolution in the criminal justice system doling out tens of millions of dollars to radical leftist candidates in district attorney races throughout the country. George Soros is, you know, the most influential living um, man involved in politics today, uh, especially in the United States, but also in Europe and really any country he can get his hands in. We see George Soros funneling money into a lot of campaigns for smaller offices, not just presidential campaigns. And the question that is asked is why? Well, evidently, he wants to influence the policies in America. Um, now he's backing uh, district attorneys and, and going way, you know, way overboard in the local arena. When you have a, a local district attorney election where maybe someone spends $100,000 or $200,000 on their campaign and Soros writes a check for a million dollars to the competitor, uh, it does make it very hard to compete. According to the Capital Research Center, between 2015 and 2019, Soros spent more than $17 million on local district attorney races in support of left-wing candidates winning many of those races. If you want you know, nationwide bail reform, well, the odds of that passing the House and Senate is quite low, you know, regardless of who's in charge. It's an insane policy. Um, but if you can control a district attorney, well, they have discretion over what kind of crimes get prosecuted and for how long and, um, and just all, you know, any, uh, if bail is going to be set or not. Um, and just what kind of offenses they really consider offenses. And uh, we've seen the consequences nationwide. No, New York State actually uh, passed bail reform, and this was not Soros-backed, but you see an identical play out of where Soros-backed attorneys have done this, um, where 90% of, of crimes are deemed nonviolent and deemed, okay, we won't have bail for these. Well, the problem with that is who determines what crimes are nonviolent? 
Um, and you have a group of bureaucrats who almost uh, have a, a far left agenda and their sympathies are gonna be different than yours. The design of the Marxists is to create chaos. And by having infiltrated our system of government at that level, at the level of the prosecutor and the attorneys that, that represent the rule of law, and if they are releasing criminals into the community, that's not by accident, that's by design. They are creating uncertainty, they're creating fear, and they're creating doubt of the system. That's what they want in order to produce, produce what they need. It is all part of the Marxist design to create chaos. For them, out of chaos comes a new order. These things are all working in synchronized fashion to fundamentally transform the United States of America. We are witnessing the manifestation of that fundamental transformation and the lawlessness through the ranks of the district attorney's offices around the, around the country are just an, a recent and a modern iteration of that same fundamental transformation. Our free booklet, Issues and Answers from God's Word, gives useful verses and biblical perspective on crucial matters. What does God have to say about money, schools, government, sexuality, borders, and the very nature of life itself? We'll send you this valuable resource at no cost or obligation to you. Just call or write asking for Issues and Answers from God's Word to help discern the truth about topics that affect you. Those on the forefront of casting aside the rule of law have usually rejected God, often explicitly so. George Soros, for instance, has funded the campaigns of numerous progressive district attorneys who take a soft view of crime, making it easier to get out of jail and often not prosecuting crimes at all. Soros is an avowed atheist who rejects God as the basis for law, and he acts on his atheistic convictions. As a result, these prosecutor cities have experienced enormous surges in crime. My pastor and mentor, Dr. D. James Kennedy, never tired of calling America back to truth, which can only be found in Christ. If we are going to reclaim peace in our nation, we will need to once again put ourselves under the perfect governance of God himself. Dr. Kennedy explains in this portion of his essential message, the moral law of God. The scorching desert, the dim presence, the impenetrable cloud, the smoke as of a furnace, the leaping flames, the trembling mountain, the voice of the living God, as it were, the roar of thunder, all conspired to melt the hearts of the people of Israel and to cause them to draw back and to prostrate themselves upon the ground and cry out, Speak thou unto us, Moses, and we will hear. But let not God speak to us any more, lest we die. For God himself had descended from heaven and sat upon the mountain as some gigantic granite throne and had dispensed unto his creation the laws of this world. I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. 
Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And the people melted in terror and in fear. And that singular day was the day that God gave the operating instructions for his creation. And how foolish have men been who have refused to read or to heed the instruction book that comes with every human being, the law of our God. Not this time did God speak through prophets, but with his own voice he spake those words, and then with his own finger engraved them on tables of stone. And one thing that I would have you to remember about the law of God, you cannot break it. You can only break yourself upon it. God is not an elected king, and should all of humanity conspire together, they could not diminish his power or his will by one iota. Tragically, however, down through the centuries of history, individuals and nations have hurled themselves against God's law only to break themselves into pieces and the fragments have filled our cemeteries, our asylums, our prisons, and our skid rows. You cannot break the law of God. You can only break yourself upon it. Listen, America, wake up and repent, lest that stone grind thee into dust. Thou shalt and thou shalt not is the voice of the Almighty. But we live today in what the New Testament says will occur in the last days. It will be, they say, an age of anomia, lawlessness. And there has never been such an age of lawlessness as that in which we live today. Men have ignored the laws of God. They have jettisoned his commandments and they have plunged themselves in their folly deeper into the mire of debauchery and wickedness and perversion of every sort. And indeed, it is a lawless age in which we live. Reminiscent of what Jesus said would come when the citizens would hate him when he had gone off to a far country and they would cry out, we will not have this man to reign over us. And that is the great question before the nations of the world in this hour. Will men and nations submit to having Jesus Christ, the divine creator of the world, to reign over them, or will they not? What is the purpose of 
the Bible? What is the great end that it seeks? What is it trying to accomplish? Why did Jesus Christ come and die? Well, you say it was that men might be saved and might have eternal life. Yes, that is true, but it is only partially true. Let me let you hear it in the words of that great Princeton theologian, A.A. Hodge. We have seen, he said, that the great end in which all the providential activities of God culminate in this world is the establishment of a universal kingdom of righteousness, which is to embrace all redeemed men and unfallen angels and to endure forever in absolute perfection and blessedness. This is God's purpose in this world, to establish a perfect kingdom which shall be perfected only when Christ returns, but a kingdom wherein men and women yield themselves in glad and willing submission to the scepter of their king. But in our time, they have rebelled mightily against that. Absolutes are gone. There are no commandments from God, for he is dead if ever he lived at all. And so from the realms of economics and psychology and philosophy and physics, this quartet of voices conspired to cry out, we will not have this man to reign over us. And the results have been tragic. And we have killed more people in the 20th century than any other century in the history of mankind. In fact, more than all of the centuries combined. So tragic and desperate are the consequences of abandoning the law of God. As Dostoevsky said, that if God is dead, then all things are permissible. And in the 20th century, men have endeavored to try all things, and they have brought upon themselves incredible woe and grief and shame. Indeed, is there any shame, any grief, any woe, any sorrow that has not been brought about by the fact that men have tried to throw themselves against the law of God and have thought that they could break his commandments with impunity, but it cannot be done. Engrave it on the walls of your mind, my friends. You cannot break the law of God. You can only be broken upon it. I'm Jennifer Kennedy Cassidy. My father, Dr. D. James Kennedy, rightly said that there has never been an age of lawlessness such as the one we're living in today. Over the past several years, we've seen rioting and looting in our streets, often encouraged by progressive politicians and district attorneys. A growing number of voices have called for defunding or abolishing the police. Many in both parties are concerned about cheating in elections, and our national borders are treated as an inconvenient barrier to be ignored at will. Perhaps nobody has done more to make these things happen than the secretive billionaire George Soros. You have heard his name, but do you know what he's all about?
If you're able to give a generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry, we'll thank you by sending you the book, George Soros Exposed, Spending Billions to Radically Transform America. Written by our own John Amen, this concise book exposes who Soros is, what he's about, and how he's undermining American order. Soros is an atheist who has written that, quote, the main obstacle to a stable and just world order is the United States, unquote. Find out the truth about him in this short book, George Soros Exposed. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $60 or more, we'll send you the book, plus the award-winning DVD documentary, Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. This hard-hitting documentary features experts like David Horowitz, Dr. Carol Swain, and Brigitte Gabriel, and it clears the fog surrounding this mysterious man who exerts an enormous pull on America's politics. We will also include a one-of-a-kind resource we've developed, the Follow the Money chart, that visually traces George Soros' vast funding operation as he supports leftist organizations like Planned Parenthood and the Southern Poverty Law Center and even the explicitly Marxist Black Lives Matter. See the truth vividly laid out in this unique chart that is only available through this ministry. We'll send these resources to you as thanks for your generous gift of $60 or more. And as you give, you will be helping us to produce and distribute Bible-defending, gospel-promoting, truth-proclaiming television programs, DVDs, books, digital resources, and more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 877-962-7677. Or go online to djkm.org. Our understanding of crime, law, and punishment comes down to a fundamental issue of worldview. What is the nature of man? Utopian fantasies like those of Karl Marx have claimed that human nature is basically good and can be perfected with the right influences. But the Bible shows us that sin is a global problem. Romans chapter 3 speaks to the universality of sin. None is righteous, no not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. If you're looking for a systemic problem, it's not what the media tells you. It didn't begin in 1619. It began in Genesis 3 with the fall of Adam and Eve into sin. And because we're all sinners, God gives the government the task of maintaining order and punishing wrongdoers in Romans chapter 13. A right understanding of fallen human nature, which was held by America's founders, birthed the most prosperous nation in history. And a wrong understanding of human nature gave birth to the gulags and bloodbaths of communism, which killed over 100 million people in the 20th century alone. The remedy for our problem is not to ignore it. It is not to coddle our sins or worst of all, call evil things good. The remedy for our sin problem is to face it head on. That's exactly what Jesus Christ has done for us. He died to pay the penalty for our sins and offers us forgiveness as a free gift. 
and he then works in the hearts of those who come to him to enable them to begin to obey. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. Thank you for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. What happened in 2020 was a good thing. It was a wake-up call to people that things are this bad. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.